Bills fan podcast. It's your boy Dave and Adam. We're here. We're here. We're live. No, you, we're not. Yeah, we are definitely commando. Hello, ladies. Watch out. No undies. I see you on Twitter. And it's December 29th. I was going to say it's 22nd, but it's December 29th. It's Tuesday. The Bills just beat the Cowboys. Woo. Who gives a shit? Yeah, guess what? Your two little buddies here sat in the rain in the game and just kind of waited for something to happen. Yeah, it's shocking. Adam D. left the house. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cold. It was pretty miserable. My feet got soaked. And I bought a pair of socks for $14. What a value. Great value. I mean, really comfortable. That said, the game was uh, a little uneventful. But oh, you didn't you didn't find that <coughs> exciting? I I don't know. Excuse me. I don't know. I I, th- I thought there were some things. What I wanted to see is, frankly, Tyrod Taylor just go off and throw darts and all that. But at the same time, I mean, it is a number one rushing team. They want to get to eight and eight. I think they know that Tyrod Taylor can handle stuff down the road. I think he can. Because he just progresses, and he he seems to be be, be pretty pretty bright kid. You know his play doesn't show much regression ever, but regardless, the game was all right offensively. They had a lot of rushing yards, a hell of a lot of rushing yards, and you know Watkins got a couple nice grabs. But Tyrod didn't have a touchdown this game. And at a lot of the points, I noticed, you know, Deacon and I were sitting there. We're looking, wow, how many defensive guys are there on the field right now that are starters after training camp? And we counted like four to five, depending on the package. Yeah. And and then it wasn't pretty. Yeah. And Rex is talking that, you know, the game had 10 starters out. 10. And when the depth is starting to get her and, you know, prayers or whatever you want to call it, best wishes to Marcus Easley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his knee got pretty jacked up. Dislocated his kneecap, and I think it said it. there was fractures in three spots. They said he'll bounce back from it, though. They said he should be back for next season. You know what I hate about that, though? Positive. Is that was, like, the first game to, to people – you know, I guess I'll just start digging into some interesting stuff. We're going to talk about all the hot button, whatever everybody's crying about stuff. But I just, as far as that game, interesting thing is Marcus easily never really gets wide receiver reps ever because he's such a good special teamer. And now they have so many injuries, it's kind of like he's got to play. And it was nice seeing him get reps, and it sucks that that game had to get cut short because the dude is a big kid. He's 6'2", he's thick, 
and he's got some ops, and it would be crazy to see what he could do. Yeah, he finally can, he get can some move chances. too, man. Yeah. He can move. So, you know, Shady McCoy didn't play, but Mike Gillisley, hey, he he ran phenomenal. Yeah, he ran his ass off. Yeah, he had a good touchdown run in the fourth quarter, which was actually pretty exciting for the game. I mean, by that time, it was, again, cold, miserable. But it was, you know, even though the game was kind of reminiscent of, of bad Bills games we've seen in the past, you know, it it was I, – I was glad I was there. And I was glad that the team showed some offense. I like that. The team even showed some defense. And, yeah, you might not want to hang your head on six points given up to the Cowboys. But, I mean, not for nothing. That's going to skew the stats defensively and maybe make the Bills look a little better. But you got the Jets coming up, and they put up. They're the only team to have two touchdowns a game this year offensively, and that's crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's it's going to be a challenging game with the, the condition of our defense. I think we're going to struggle with it a lot more than the first time we faced them this year. Well, Rex mentioned he's hopeful for, for Darby and to, to play this upcoming Jets game, and Frankly, that's who they need out there. And McKelvin has played awful. Corey Graham has a big play on him every game. There's a big play on Corey Graham, and it's hard to see, you know. But it's true. And this week, he didn't, you know, he didn't turn. And I don't know. I don't know. It, it the the defense is depleted. And I I don't want to see the New York Jets going to the playoffs, you know? No. No, not not coming off of us. Like, I don't want to be the guys to boost them in, you know? Right, because, you know, we might as well just dive into the horse shit right now that's going on. And we'll integrate the last game, the Cowboys game, and the Jets in with it. That's going to be our game plan for the rest of this podcast. So pretty much if we're on that topic now – the easiest thing is, the easiest storyline, the easiest low fruit to pick, or if you want to, you know, you don't pick on handicapped people because it's too easy, but the one thing you could say is, oh, well, the Jets fired Rex Ryan for a reason, and look at that guy over there on the Jets with Chan Gailey and Fitzpatrick. They found a way to get it done. I don't want to hear that nonsense from anybody, and I really want the Bills to win this game. Because that is such a steaming hot pile of shit of a take to 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 even think right, about. Right, It's so easy to badger that point because if you want to call things out, you should do research. And if at this point you don't know what happened with Rex over there in New York or, huh, they were known for not getting offensive weapons at all, even when his buddy Tannenbaum was there. You know, they got Braylon Edwards. That's about it. Pascal Burris. the hell out of here, really? You know, San Antonio Holmes. Hey, that was a, you know, he, he was serviceable. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, the best receiver. Yeah, it was decent. They had, so I can't even say serviceable. It's like disrespectful. But point being is 
they dried out Rex Ryan over there in New York. And wow, what do you know? Rex Ryan leaves and they bring back the two cornerbacks that they were too cheap to keep. And then they go get Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, who Eric Decker was a, a, a top wide receiver free agent out there who had a million receptions with Peyton Manning. Right. With, with Thomas on the other side, you know. So. Right. And, you know, you got. And then look at IKN and Polly breaks Geno Smith's jaw. You get the smart quarterback. Right, and I was her. just about to, I was just about to bring up Fitzpatrick. I feel like I feel like he is the you know, not to not to rub him too hard, but I feel like he's a great value for that position. He's he's smart, he's been through a few different systems now, he's matured a lot from where he was when he was with Buffalo. You know, he went through he went through a couple offenses, you know, in uh in Tennessee and then then in Houston before landing landing back with Chan right, right. in in New York and I just you know I think for a guy who's not a top tier guy like a game manager type quarterback he's he's as good as you can get you know pound for pound bang for your buck I think I think you know I I feel what the Jets have not to cut you off but I feel like what the Jets have in some weird way, is if Ryan Fitzpatrick, if Chang Gaywee had another year and had a defensive coordinator, this is the kind of football we would see. That said, that's also considering they go grab two wide receivers who are absolute studs because this is pre-Watkins are talking. So imagine that, I'm you know, hypothetical, you have a Chang Gaywee offense that we know works. Right, Chang Gailey was throwing to Donald Jones, Stevie Johnson. Who, yeah, yeah I was gonna Stevie, say I but... love Stevie, but he is a number two receiver at best, and and he was our number one. And not for nothing, I don't know why Stevie can't get it consistent from anywhere else he's been. Um, I, I really don't know why that is. I wish him the best as always, but you know he it, would probably he would probably do awesome in that system. I think he would do awesome with the Bills. Are you kidding me? He, I don't know. I, I like Stevie. We all have a sore spot for Stevie, but frankly, I think because we're Buffalo fans, we overrated him. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna get at. But he did torch Darrell Revis. Yeah, I was. I'm saying though, if if I was the New York Jets in the prime, I would. I would. I would consider picking him up. Yeah. But, so, but I'm not. I don't know how many how many years he's got in San Diego, but soon to be LA. But regardless, I feel like this is what Chan Gailey's offense would have looked like if Fitzpatrick had a defense in Buffalo. You know, this is it. This is it, you know? And you can tell from the way I, I mentioned Chan Gailey, I feel like the guy, he, I'm not Christian at all. Like, at all. So I don't mean to offend anybody. I don't give a fuck. But frankly, that guy was a religious man. He seemed to have, like, good values. You know, he seemed to be, like, a good guy. And I felt like he just could not get it right on the defense. And I thought forever that, like, this guy's getting production out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, you know, nobody's. Nobody's. And the guy that was supposed to be the elite guy they get in the draft with C.J. Spiller is not... 
come to fruition. And for you people who want to bitch about McCoy, that's another topic. See, I mean, to, CJ to, CJ Spiller is like, a great guy. He was a good player, but we could have done better. I don't know because coming out of college, it, it looked like he he was the shit. No, it man. didn't look like he was the he guy to was get at the, the time. Back, you know. He definitely but looked he like the guy at at the time. He disappointed. And you look at the Jets, they got Chris Ivory, who that dude's a monster. Yeah. And Bilal Powell has gotten faster. So It's definitely a formidable run game down there. And then you got Nick Mangold, the center, who's a, a, a premier center in the NFL. And you got the smartest quarterback in the league, but he doesn't know one not to trust his arm. And that's the thing is Fitzpatrick – does not have many interceptions in the last five games. In fact, I don't think he has any. One. He has one. What is it? Thirteen touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, ESPN posted some little graphic about how he was five for five before he trimmed the beard, and he's five and zero oh since he trimmed the beard. I giggled. It had some other cool stats on there. Maybe I can dig it up. If I look around over here for a second. Yeah, he um he he's I I really feel like the Bills screwed up not just paying him, frankly. I know it's Fitzpatrick here, but if you look at the two years of E. G. Manuel, he could have sat under him instead of going to get Kevin Cobb. And I kinda you know, we have a sore spot for Chan Gailey and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I'll be honest with you, if the yeah, kill me, hang me now. But if the Jets beat the Bills, which I do not want them to do, I hope that Chang and, and them do some damage because they could do as much damage as they want. They're not going to sustain it. I do not see the Jets sustaining that next season. It's, I don't think it's possible. So the next year, say they go deep, and then the Bills actually form a – form some good wins together, it's going to make the Bills look even better that they beat that team because, oh, they made it to the playoffs. Whatever. That said, I hope the Bills just stomp the shit out of them and everything is gone. But with the defense, I don't see that happening. With Fitzpatrick, he's played against Rex Ryan so many times and he's made him look stupid a lot too. Ryan, Rex Ryan on Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, I'm not sure where to stand with with that Jets team because I don't know if the Bills can put up enough points against that team. LaShawn McCoy looks like he might not play. Like, kind of... I I wouldn't if I was him, but I'm kind of a pile of shit like that sometimes. I don't think he should play, really. Carlos Williams, by the way, ran the ball good. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't nearly as productive with his carries as Gillisley was, but he still had, I think, 75 yards. Not bad. And yeah. Ty- and Tyrod put up 67. Yeah, Tyrod was running everywhere. It was kind of, he was really electric. How, okay, I thought he was going to get sacked like three times in his own end zone here. And he doesn't. He had some footwork for sure, man. He got out of the way on the I think it was a I think it was a third down. He broke like three tackles behind that line of scrimmage. I think the equipment manager needs to get the game ball because whatever cleats he's outfitted out there in that cold, rainy 
turf. That was crazy to watch that kid just shake everybody. Um, and another, I wanted to go to another topic too. There's some fire out there, some asswipes, frankly, talking about trading Shady McCoy because, look, you can get a guy off the street and he could run behind anybody and. Look at Carlos Williams. Stop it. Will you just stop it? We are not we are not doing the Carlos Williams Mike Gillisley show next year. We have Shady Mother Effin McCoy. Who's in the Pro Bowl, by the way. Yeah. We, not an alternate. We have in the Pro Bowl. We have a Pro Bowl running back. Say thank you, Terry. Say thank you, Kim. Take that take and burn it. And that leads it's me, shit. And that leads me into the next topic because I'm making these up as I go because I'm so properly formatted. We had no notes today. I love this. I love this episode. To you other nutcases drinking from the same Kool-Aid and you're not even in Texas. What the hell's wrong with you? You're in New York probably or you have ties in New York. Hey, maybe you are in Texas, but taxes? Either way, I look at it like, if you want Doug Whaley to get fired, I do not think you understand what the job of a general manager is. Let's break down what the job of a general manager. This heap of shit just keeps getting taller. What are you talking about? Oh, just these topics are great, man. Okay. Well... The GM's job, in a nutshell, if I was to put it into a, a little Twitter character thing, to find the team players, a.k.a. talented players. Okay? Doug Whaley has done a majestic job of doing that. And I will even credit Buddy Nix of bringing in some talent because they somehow got, for another side topic, Mario Williams to sign here, and he was the highest defensive paid player at the time. First $100 million contract to be paid out. And Doug Whaley somehow deals to get LaShawn McCoy from a frequently injured running or linebacker. And he finds, he gets these free agents to sign. And offensively, they really built up. I feel like the defense this year, they're going to do it on that side of the ball this year. They're not going to be as active. He's like, you know, free agent-wise, you might want to chill out. Free agents right, I mean, they got they got things they need to lock down. They got to they gotta figure out what they're doing with Richie, and they got to figure out the, the Cordy Glenn situation. So, like, they got they got to make sure that – they can maintain this running game that they put together while addressing the holes on defense, which for me is predominantly at linebacker. Safety as well, because you don't know if Aaron Williams is going to play. I'd give Corey Graham another year. It's his first year again playing safety. First year, you know. So it's still a new position to people, but Either way, Doug Whaley has brought people in. He's given opportunity for people, and they've shown up. So many times he's found guys like this Gillis League kid. He's producing out of nowhere. Also, 
the general manager is supposed to draft players. Like, he is the head of the draft. That's it. The scouts report to him. Everybody reports to him. So this guy is the one who pulls the trigger on Carlos Williams, the fifth-round pick. Yes, he pulled the trigger on Quanjo. But Quanjo, believe it or not, is actually progressing. And you know I would always rip him because that was kind of like low-hanging fruit. It was easy. But he's in on a lot of plays. I can't tell you how many times the ref said, eligible receiver number 71. I giggled every single time. I know. I giggled every single time. But this guy's we own I was ready, though. I was, I was waiting for that play, man. I, I wish. This guy, the, Doug Whaley's wheeling and dealing, getting all these free agents to come in. When have we ever had that? When have we ever had people absolutely just come sign to Buffalo? Usually we get one or two. I mean, oh, wow, we signed, signed Nick Barnett. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Lucky that's, us. That's so awesome. The Bills finally won. The Super Bowl of the offseason, you know? And that's always a bad sign, you know? It's one of those crazy stats. But, again, give this guy, Doug Whaley, credit. He, he He's made some moves. He made exciting moves. You know, he was part of getting Jerry Hughes here. Technically, Whaley was, or Buddy Nix was doing it. But, no, that was Whaley. Because that was right, right before, that was the first year with Patton. On defense, so yeah, it was it was right on the cusp. This guy is a is a forward thinker, and he mentioned today actually that rounds two through six is pretty heavy with quarterback in the draft. So don't be shocked that they bring a guy in. As far as the GM's concerned, I thought he's done a nice job. I have never thought that his job is in question. The only fishy part is which you might want to raise an eyebrow is if there really is intermixed feelings going on, you know, if he's busting the coach's balls too much. You know what I mean? Doug Marone seemed to have a problem drink for that game. and so <laughs> Doug Marone drinking game. Drink again. Don't act like you don't know. If he's not getting along with the Rocks – that kind of sucks, but from a PR standpoint, it seems like the Bills are right on top of that. They are not letting that be a public riff because they, I guess in interviews, actually answer the same way about each other. But that could be coached. Let's not be fooled here. Regardless, you have a coach on the cutting edge, and two times he's not in the top 10 defense ever, which his other time was number 11 out of 15 years, is with the Bills. So <coughs> that kind of sucks. You know, total Bills luck. And I feel like the GM's done everything for this coach. And believe me, if they make some moves, it's going to be Rex's influence, and Rex is going to get what he needs. I don't think Rex is going to dare try out a defense like this because, again, even in this Dallas game, let's roll on to the coach complaint. Let's go on to the topic of fire Rex. So fire Rex, guys. Okay. Well, I will say for you guys complaining about the defense, Deacon's going to cough. Just do it. All right. Don't look at me like that. It's creepy. But regardless, 
the defense hit a lot of miscues again. They looked lost at times. They looked like they didn't know where the hell they were supposed to be, and they had a hard time getting their calls in again. But not totally. And then I saw Mario Williams drop into coverage a couple times, and he actually did a decent job one time. But regardless, Mario Williams got nothing on the stat sheet. Absolutely nothing. No assisted tackles, nothing. That said, with the Rex situation. Goose eggs. With Rex, you got this defense that's pretty, pretty, pretty beat up, battered. They had Aaron Williams for, like, what, two games? Yeah, well, he came back after after he uh, cleared that concussion protocol and then realized he still had, like, stuff going on in his neck and got out of there, so. Right, right. But, yeah, week two was when he initially went down, yeah. And that was Versus the Patriots. And that was an unnecessary. I mean, that shows the kid's heart. That play he got hurt in the Pats game. No, he near the goal line. Um, he tried hard as shit on that. Yeah, play. he really did. Credit to him. What a competitor. But he might not play football ever again. And, and Rex needs to get this defense straightened out. If there's one complaint. You got to get the defense straightened out. It's kind of funny because Rex gets Greg Roman to come with him, and now this guy is shown that he can get production out of another quarterback. So that's three. You know, you yeah, Alex Smith, Kaepernick, Tyrod. So and and what scares me is Kaepernick's regression after uh Roman left San Francisco. Right. I don't want I mean, I see Greg Roman as a top head coach candidate right now, truthfully, and I don't want to see Tyrod go through that, you know. Cause they've been they've been doing some really cool stuff together. They need to get what what the Bills really need here, and this ties all the topics into one. I hate to say it, and people are going to be flipping chairs. You got to give Rex Ryan a mulligan on this one. And what I like about the guy, uh, and I'm not, not not that tight on guy though. Didn't I should be fired for that? Regardless, back on track, wherever you stand, this guy needs a mulligan, all right? And what I like about him is he owns it. He goes in the media and he goes, you know what? I He goes on WGR, talks about eating his words pretty much, just saying, like, you know what? I shouldn't have said playoffs. I shouldn't have said anything. And frankly, if I don't say that stuff and just lay back, there wouldn't be so much backlash is what he's saying. And he could have said, you know, we're going to do our best and – Go in there one game at a time? No, he said, no, get ready. We're going to the playoffs. And if that really makes you mad that that guy thinks positive, I can't imagine how miserable your life is. Because if I had an opening press conference, I would say those things too. And when you're a coach. Oh, I would be swinging from the chandelier, dog. I would be I would be that times 10. I would be, I would be so lit. Turn it up to 11. Right. And not for nothing... I'd bring a megaphone. Would you rather have that or a guy who's not friendly to the media like the last coach that the Bills had? Won't mention his name. And well, some of my favorite coaches throughout sports history aren't nice to the media. Like, Greg Pop, 
uh, Greg Popovich from the San Antonio Spurs. He's probably my favorite coach of any oh, professional he is sport. The best of at getting out of interactions. <laughs> he is my favorite coaching personality of all time. I think I've seen a highlight video of him getting out of those. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was great. I actually saw a little clip uh, on on Christmas there. Um, they said they had a special present for him, and he's like, "What's that?" And the the reporter's like, "I know you hate answering questions, so we won't ask you a second one." <laughs> he's like, "I love this." And walked away. <laughs> he's the best. He's great. Greg Pop. We know you're listening. We know you got a dog. Keep it real. But Rex, Rex is really just—he—he's giving you access to interesting stories. He's letting your mind—you you know, with Rex, anything's possible. I can't wait to see what happens in free agency, man. I can't wait to see who's willing to sign here for half the money they signed somewhere else, or re-sign their contract, or re-sign here. Looking at Cordy Glenn incognito. Wheatley mentions Bradham, which I'm shocked. I got. I I would like to actually at the end of the season break down player by player, and see on two different sites, Football Outsiders and Pro Football Focus, the ratings of each guy and compare and contrast the two. And as a Bills fan, I would like to pick. You know, I want to have two different sources of the analytics to go from because some people like one, some people like the other, and. A lot of people like the football outsiders better than pro football focus. So, frankly, when we break everything down, I'd be able to talk about Nigel Bradham a lot better. But he has not performed in Rex Ryan's defense. So it's kind of shocking that they want him back again when I think linebackers, I wouldn't be shocked if we draft a linebacker first round. Maybe I'm off my rocker here, but that's a very important position. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but I, th- this is I think I, I free think agency. I haven't looked at anybody who's going to be available. In, unless unless there's like free agency stuff that pops up that we are not, you know, looking at right now. I think I think our first round pick is either going to be a linebacker or is going to be a very large defensive tackle. Right. Right, so I I don't I don't know about the defensive tackle thing. What side note? Uh, notification from NFL Mobile, not Bills related. Chip Kelly just got fired. What? Chip, that's what you get for shipping out all the All Star black players. What the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, Pat Shermer's gonna be. Be head head coach during the game against the Giants this weekend. Oh wow, Chip motherfucking Kelly, Chip man. Oh wow, eat that pussy on YouTube has got to be flipping out. EDP. He's got to be. He's happy. gonna be going what? He does not like Chip. He thinks Chip's no. I know. I can't wait to see the video. I can't wait for that to come out. We should undercut him and put up an Eagles video first. Where can we get Eagles gear? Does Amazon do like 12-minute shipping or no? No, the drones aren't running today, bud. Oh, shit. Uh, regardless, what are you looking to get get out of this Jets game? I want to wrap wrap up our thoughts on, on the actual game and call it a night. What am I looking to get out of this Jets game? Yeah. 
Like in a fantasy a world. Plate, a, a plate of nachos and half a beer buzz? I don't know. I'm thinking I'd like to see Tyrod Taylor somehow have a 300-yard game. That would be sweet. I want to see these guys perform and be like, you know what? Even if they play a tight one, I want to see them beat in it, and I want to see this team just knock, hopefully knock this team out of a playoff spot. I don't want to see the band back together. There it is. There's the call. I've been saving that since before. All right. Now I'm sick. Anyways, way to go. JK, JK, it's all love, dog. I got to stop smoking that shit. What are you talking about? All right, regardless. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. So this this team, I just want to see them come out and look awesome. Can they have one damn game where they look good on all three phases of the game? They look consistent because I don't care what personnel is in there. It's going to confuse the shit out of Ryan Fitzpatrick if Rex Ryan goes classic Rex Ryan. You know, because it seems like sometimes he does more with less on his Jets teams. You know, so maybe they'll scheme. They still got a scheme. If Mario Williams decides to show up and actually play football. And by the way, on the whole Mario Williams saga, Eric Wood stood by his comments calling him out. And he's like, you know what? I don't regret my comments. Again, it was on WGR talking to Bulldog. And he goes, I I stand by it. And I feel that's what the false of the locker room is, is in a nutshell. I thought that he said, he's like, I feel yeah. like I'm speaking for the team. So you got to have this team buy in this coach thing. Can't go anywhere. And this team needs to stop the shit out of the jets. We need to see them give us some kind of glimmer of hope. And I want that to be at the quarterback position. If Tyra Taylor bombs, watch how fast, the tides can turn in Buffalo. Watch. It's going to be awful, and I don't want – I'm hoping for a Bills, the Bills to win. That way there's no chaos. I yeah. can't say no chaos, just less chaos, because, frankly, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. I love all the support and the messages we get. And No, but you're absolutely right, because a day of Darrell Revis doing classic Darrell Revis could totally screw Tyrod Taylor in this town. Right. You're you're absolutely right. Right. Because so, no one's going to be like, oh, it was just an average day of Darrell Revis being Darrell Revis. No, it's it, it's not going to – nobody's giving out any, any free passes right now. Nobody. All these Bills fans want to do is drop the elbow on somebody. What what are we going to get? And we're going to talk about this all season long, so get used to it. But what are we going to get without continuity here? You want to go to another coach? I hope not one coach leaves unless it's a coach that underperformed, frankly. And they know who that is in the building. Okay? There's guys on this team who have also regressed. Look at Leotis McKelvin, for an example. Corey Graham has had some big plays on him. And, you know, a lot of the – some some guys on, on in the Buffalo media think Corey Graham is done. I don't know about uh, all I, that. See, I, 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 I don't hurt. feel like that. I feel like Corey Graham's played pretty okay. I think we should look at the, the ratings I, again. We should I, go I, through I, all the analytics and just really check out where this guy's rating because we always talk about it. Right, right. I, I, I feel have, like I feel like he's he's gone completely 
ape shit trying to pick up the slack out there. Oh, definitely. He's the first one to a free runner. Right, Believe right. that. Believe that. He saved a lot of plays. Yeah, he's, no, he sees he sees these linebackers missing missing their tackles he, and gets on it. He's such a smart player. I don't see Bakari Rambo's really good at good with that too. That's true. That's true. But my point is is he's such a smart player. I can't see him going anywhere and, and I still want to see him get another shot at safety for next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really have the again another off season just straight up at safety and again I can't wait to see what the off season season brings us and for this game I really want this this Bills team to show up regardless of the injuries regardless of time people out possibly Marcel Darius out looks like McCoy's probably not gonna play and and Clay is not playing and you know, this kind of sucks, man, because this isn't what we signed up for. But it's nice to see the depth. That's kind of interesting to go, oh, who's that? You know how many times I said, who's that? What yeah. number is that? And I would ask you, like, who's that? Look, at the end of the day for this Jets game, in June, we're going to be wishing we had the worst Bills football we could ever watch to play rather than you know what I mean we can't wait in June to get to September can't wait well yeah I mean you know me like you you saw me this weekend we had a couple people in our group who were like on the fence about whether or not to go to the Bills game what what were what were the words out of my mouth come on guys it's a long off season right and and frankly I can't I'd be lying if I said I wasn't guilty of that and you know, it was a really shitty. The, the that you know what? It was worst. a boring game. The weather was shit. I mean, that definitely... weather was the same weather that was at, or a little bit colder than the weather at the Colts game. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say for for late in December that was actually really nice weather for this. I would this have rather of the had. Woods. I would have rather had snow, frankly. But um, I mean, yeah, it was it was cold. It was windy. It was raining. And still, seventy thousand people still. And it was it it was great. Ton of Cowboys fans. Though. Definitely, oh my definitely. God. Oh my God. We were we were up in three thirty one, up in the up in the twenties. Right. And I mean, I was just boxed in by these Cowboys fans. Man, they were getting they were getting obnoxious after uh, Dan Bailey's. You first know, field I gotta goal say there. though, you know what was crazy about that game? One last. Time. Oh, oh! I haven't harped on Dan Carpenter. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, right, yeah. Save, save that. I thought you uh, you know what you did, Carpenter. Dan, you know what you did. I, I have a feeling Deacon's gonna talk me into look, there's this there's this kicker. They should really grab him in the first round. The first round. I mean if you really look at all the points that he left on the board, I mean he's cost the team the most points. Hey, by the way, on a little side note about that game too. I'm sure you saw it being at the game. There was a lot of receivers open and missed throws from Kellen Moore. That was a huge sticking point for me watching that game. I was like, oh, my gosh. These guys are wide open. You know what? Open. And Colin Moore missed a lot you know of throws. Have, we haven't bitched about the officials on that game yet, but uh, there was some intentional groundings that didn't get called. Kellen Moore, I see you. I see what you're doing. We know you're listening. We know you're listening. Step off, son. All right, we're done here. And that late hit on Tyrod out of bounds. That Yo, Greg Hardy, you're a pile of shit. That was shit. Are we done here? I'm done here.
beat the Jets. Give us something to look forward to. I'm sure you guys agree. Chill out. You ain't going anywhere. So keep bitching about the team on Twitter and say that Rex is a buffoon. That's the thought you had before they hired him. So, cool. Shit happens in football. You're still a fan. You're still here if you're listening to us, clearly. All right, we're done. Yo, it's the Numbills Fan Podcast. Numbillsfan.com. Follow us on Twitter. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. You should do another hand wave, like a little hand. There you go. Make sure it's elbow first. Nice. If you guys ever catch a moment of Deacon throwing something, we will have video of it. I think you'll be disappointed. We're done here. I'm a regular Tim Tebow. Fuck what this guy says. Bye. Okay.